0: Woo! Okay, hey, that was cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> was a definitely bit of time different. travel. Uh.
0: Yeah, and a whole different kind of story than I was expecting.
1: Right. Happening with the pennies. Yep. All right. Why don't you to hit us with some ratings news? All right. Episode 5 brought in a 0.21 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.531 million viewers, making it the 36th overall cable show for the day. And episode 6 brought in a 0.17 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.534 million viewers, an increase over the previous week, but it dropped to 74th overall for the day.
0: That's so weird.
1: Yes. A lot more people watched something that day, that's for sure. (laughs) And we actually have a live plus seven for episode two. It just missed the top 25 in viewers total gain going from 0.534 to 1.192 million viewers for an increase of 0.658 million viewers, which when they did viewers percentage gain brought it in at number eight, increasing by 123%. That's huge. Yes, it is. When you more than double your viewership in Live Plus 7, that's always a good thing.
0: Right. Right, so we had the weirdest synopsis. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny because we were not the only ones saying something this time. People oh. were tweeting it.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> Maybe sci-fi listen. Yes, episode six, a timeline in place. Clinton and Julia play Pictionary. Margot drinks some weird milk.
0: Some weird milk. Okay. Hi, really? Well, okay.
1: Okay, that's what we're going to go with. Yep. All right, let's start with our Timeline 23, people, as Penny wakes up only to find himself in a cage. Its bars are electrified, there's... Weird symbols all over the floor. Right. And he's next to Marina, who's also in a cage.
0: So obviously not dead.
1: Right. Which we didn't know.
0: Nope. And we find a new type of magician, a new, uh, what was it called? They're hormancers. Yeah,
1: the hormancer. New discipline. <laughs> yeah. He does, he wants to send them back to their timeline because their frequency is keeping him from doing magic. Of course, Marina offers him money or sex, but he's not interested. He's got his little magic box and he takes him back to timeline 23, but can't figure out why he's not getting a reading. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Until. He's like-
0: There's no magic here. Yeah. And then knocks him out when he pops out of the cage. Now, I know we've talked about this. I'm sure we have. I feel like we
1: have. Right.
0: Has the magic in that timeline been gone because of the beast? Or because that was ravaged with the beast in that timeline.
1: Yes. So I'm assuming that that's the beast used up all the magic in timeline 23.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Of course, Marina asks if he's going to let her out, and he replies, why should I? You're a psychopath. Right. (laughs) But of course, she lies to him and tells him she knows how to work the device, and he lets her out. Well,
0: I mean, he doesn't have a
1: whole lot of choice, because he really has no clue. Right, because she puts a dewy in, turns a knob, and they don't end up where they started. No.
0: And Marina, of course, is... So nonchalant about it when she's like, calm your man tits. Yeah. (laughs) And when they see what's going on, she's like, oh, it's very 1984. Except it's not because we have soldiers and tanks out there, and Penny is seeing a sign that's like, no magic use allowed. If you see it, report it. It's like, uh oh. Yeah. He's like, no, it's worse. It's
1: the crucible. Right. It's like, oh no.
0: (laughs) What's going to happen to them? I was freaking out and I kind of want to know which timeline this is.
1: Right. Because they leave the area, and we see a woman being taken into custody with the hedge witch stars on her wrist. You go, hmm. And Marina explains to Penny that she hopes they make it back for her girlfriend's birthday, and explains that she screwed it up in her timeline and isn't making the mistake, same mistake again.
0: Wait a second. Marina has a girlfriend, like, somebody she actually cares about?
1: Yeah, that was a shocker.
0: Like, color me surprised. Yeah,
1: and of course, she has an idea that Penny doesn't like, but agrees to go along as they head to the Hormancer's house.
0: And it's interesting, because this kid has no idea what the box is yet.
1: Right. So that's good for us. But But they are able to snag the book for using the box, which returns them to timeline 23. I love it because
0: Penny's like, listen, he's just trying to help his mom. What the heck? And she's like, I don't care. Moms die all the time. It's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, Marina was cold this episode. And then we find out that the mom was a famous hormancer who like created this stuff. Right. And she was using cinnabar, which causes the brain to get unstuck in time. And You know, Penny's pretty sympathetic about this. So, basically, this lady has magic Alzheimer's. Right. And Marina's like, whatever, we're going back. And she goes running for the box and Penny beats her to it. But
1: Penny doesn't end up where he thinks he's going. No. (laughs) Because he ends up in a white room where Penny Forty comes in.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love them together in the episode. Yes. Because they were just. I mean, Arjun is amazing because he just plays them just so subtly different that, I mean, you totally see the differences, but a lot of people on Twitter were talking about that too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As basically tells Penny 23 that he's got to get back to his timeline because he is definitely needed. And what does he say? Tells him when he says, do it, do it type of thing. Who's he? he? Yeah. Yeah. He can't tell him what it is he's supposed to do or who's going to tell him anything. It's just like, wow. I mean,
0: he does say he jumps him over a whole, was it, a thousand miles of bullshit. Because he's like, listen, it's not my timeline. It's yours. You have to be there. There's a whole lot bigger things at play. It's like, but what? Who? Why? Yeah. Come on. 40. And he seems really chill all of a sudden. So what the heck happened in that conversation he had? at the end of last season. Right. When he went to join the book club, but right before that, what happened is what I want to know.
1: And the other question is, does he is he using knowledge before Alice changed everybody's endings or is it oh. the fake endings? This could go horribly wrong.
0: See, that's why I feel like it's something more than just the books
1: with him. Right. Now, it could be.
0: Whatever that conversation was.
1: Right. uh, Let's hope so. So, Penny Forty sends him back to timeline 23, and Penny convinces Marina they need to try to figure out why the kid doesn't want him in their timeline. They use the book and are able to build a window into another timeline and talk to his mom, who says she's Fine, she knows what she's doing, and she's protected.
0: That's famous last words. Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. Doing.
1: Yeah, no. Boom. (laughs) So they manage to get back to their timeline, and we see Penny hanging out by the kid's house when he returns, and he's got Dandelion in his hand, and he informs him that he's already populated this timeline with Dandelions from his timeline, tells him he's sorry, and walks off.
0: I mean, he does say, I'm sorry, there's bigger things at play again, yeah. but oh, I felt so bad for this kid. Yeah. Because there was like nothing you can do. Oh.
1: And unfortunately, Marina's right. I mean, it's a very cold and stoic way to look at things, but yeah, his mom was killing him herself. He couldn't yeah, convince she, her to stop it. She knew what
0: she was doing and chose to keep doing it. I mean, I feel like it's almost like an addict though. Right. Yeah, that's why you feel bad. But she was so addicted to the fact that she's creating something new that magicians could use in the future.
1: Right. So we head over to Team Monster, where Q and Julia are arguing over whether or not to help Darth Elliot get the pieces of his body. Q wants to save Elliot, and Julia agrees as long as they figure out what their next move will be.
0: Well, I mean, Julia had a point. We're going to create an indestructible Titan god body.
1: Right. And, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. We'll be back at having a beast among us again.
0: Right. And Q's like, uh, but it's Elliot. We
1: have to save him. Right.
0: They kind of uh, segued from that really quick, though.
1: Right. Yeah. That could have been a good 10-minute discussion.
0: Right. And it's <laughs> so, like, tell me about the glyphs. What? Okay, I flute. guess we're leaving. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And sure enough, she looks online and finds that there was an ancient discovery that break Bills didn't have a record of.
0: Yes, a newfound pharaoh.
1: Yes. So, of course, they go and break into the building that has the artifacts and look for something that might help. But, of course, a very drunk Darth Elliot shows up. That was so funny. Me heart tequila.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Body craves tequila and a churro. Okay, thanks. So do I.
1: But they explain that they're looking for the god of the yellow fruit and Darth Elliot says, Well, why don't you ask somebody who knows? Puts his hand on the sarcophagus and raises the mummy.
0: That was funny. Because as the mummy's writing on the board and Hugh's trying to translate it, Jules is like, What did he say? And that was the best line. He's like, he had a hook in his brain. Of course he's gonna have a speech impediment. Right. <laughs>
1: like, Saying it halfway <laughs> slurred. It was hilarious. Right.
0: But I did not <laughs> expect it because it sounded almost like empathy. Right. It's like wow, that's something different. Yeah, but that—that that was just a good line.
1: So of course, later Q catches Darth Elliot getting into Elliot's pills and threatens to stop helping him get his body back if he doesn't take care better care of Elliot's body.
0: I was surprised because this showdown could have gone horribly wrong, and obviously Julia's like, "What is going on?" Because she's just kind of crying.
1: Yep, and could have uh, been gone right there and then, but. Apparently, Darth Elliot is not going to kill Q just yet. Yeah.
0: And he was like, fine, I'll take better care of this body. You don't have to be such a baby. This was after he was, like, choking Q. Yeah. So it's like, really? Okay.
1: Yeah. You're talking to a two-year-old or a four-year-old or... Yeah, somebody who just is weird. If he doesn't get his way, he pitches a fit. So let's head to beautiful Modesto, California, as the book has led Alice to a room for rent.
0: Yeah, I love that Cameron Mannheim is the landlady and trying to talk to Alice, and Alice is just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I'm still trying to figure out my life. Landlady tells her the house rules and shows her to a room. Later on, we see Alice getting some stuff at a convenience store. And notices the clerk has Hedgewitch tattoos as well. She mentions the shortage and the guy says he's a roach and does what he has to do. He was kind of crappy. It's like... Yeah. It's, Real attitude.
0: It's like, not like she's the one who did this,
1: but... Right. Well, he's not like he knows she's the one who did this. Right. So Alice sees the landlady outside smoking... Then she gets up and heads into the woods, so Alice follows her and watches as the landlady finds a box full of cash and leaves it on the church's front steps.
0: I'd like to find a box full of cash, please.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Of course, the next day, Alice confronts the lady, telling her she saw what she did. The landlady gets up and spills her coffee, which Alice uses her magic to put it back in the cup and tells her she's a magician as well. Oh,
0: my gosh, it was great because as she's talking to her, because, of course, landlady freaks out, Alice is like, oh, my gosh, you're a curomancer. So I'm guessing, like, query? Yeah. And you have a question and you can find it. And the lady also said she didn't, like, start this till recently, so it's much later in life. And Alice is like, that's rare, but it happens. Right. And Alice seems, like, super excited that she finds somebody who's doing something like this. But at the same time... She just seems so anti-magic. So it's like, I don't know what's going on with Alice.
1: Right. She's still trying to wrap her hands around everything. Of course, some librarians come to the door. Of course, that gets Alice all in a frenzy. They offer Sheila a library card, and Alice tells her, don't take it, don't take it, don't take it. That's just their way to keep track of you. Don't trust the librarians. And they have a discussion about doing something good with their lives
0: and right both but i mean alice is so opposite when she's like the magic knowledge isn't good everything bad has come from magic and she was like i can turn around again famous last words
1: right but in this case we kind of see that sheila is trying to do some good right she found the money and gave it to the church to help this child recover from
0: very I think bad it was cancer illness.
1: yeah very bad illness and. Sheila at least can identify with Alice because she had problems growing up when she was Alice's age. She was into drugs and...
0: Oh, yeah, drugs and alcohol and everything. So, I mean, she went through all her bad stuff without magic.
1: Right. So finally, Alice agrees to teach her, but it doesn't go well at first. And so Alice goes to pour herself a glass of water out of the faucet. And Sheila tells her, don't you drink that. There's lead in the city pipes. Yeah, I love it. Why don't they just
0: fix it? I ask Flint, Michigan.
1: Yeah. Alice does a spell to clean the water in her glass, and Sheila wants to do that for the whole city. That's a very noble idea, and something that should interest Alice. Right. He'd never done magic for good. So Sheila feels that there's a magic pipe close by, and so they go and find it and determine it has a leak.
0: And I love it because Alice is like, well, I can probably make it bigger. And when she breaks it open, my God, it, that's the smell I have or the face I have when I smell like really good baked goods. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, exactly. oh, it's the best thing ever because mm-hmm. it just like comes shooting out. Yeah. But they're not the only ones who notice.
1: No. Unfortunately, the convenience store clerk also notices the increased magic and calls somebody. His girlfriend shows up, and we see two librarians going into a building that explodes.
0: Yeah, not good. Especially when she's like, she says, we're doing this for everyone. It's like, uh. Yeah. What
1: happened? Girlfriend is David Duchovny's daughter, West. Oh, really? Yep. And so, Alice and Sheila go ahead and clean the city's pipes. They see a broken fire hydrant and several children standing around looking at it, not knowing what to do, because they've been told to stay out of it, but they really want to get into it. Right. So Sheila tells them that the water's okay and it's time to play. They do. Alice stays as Sheila goes back to the house, only to find a couple of librarians waiting for her there. This could not end well, because they say, oh, you've been busy. Right. And I'm like, whoa, what's happening? Right. Now, I'm assuming that it's probably because of the leaky pipe that just increased its leakage.
0: And I guess they'd have her book that they can read it. But, I mean, I don't know how they wouldn't see Alice or somebody. Like, that would be
1: more of a question. Like, who is helping you? Right. Of course, Alice stays and watches the children play. And probably for the first time in her life, she feels really good about magic being used for something good.
0: Right. And what I'm worried about, you have that happening, like her watching, the library b- blowing up, and Sheila being confronted all at the same time. Right. So you have very different scenarios. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's going to happen?
1: Uh, this may be Alice's only moment of happiness. <laughs> right. If Unless she never knows. Right. But Mm. you would think, yeah, if Sheila disappears, Alice will should know that something bad happened. Unless
0: Alice is just, like, grabbing her stuff and moving on. Right. And that's
1: possible, but... I wonder if Beth would to start following Alice right now. (laughs) Right. All right. Well, let's jump to Fillory, where we find Tick explaining that since the return of magic, a flower that is not native to Fillory is blooming all over the place.
0: Yes, the atros flower from Loria yeah. is what's causing the animals to not speak. Which is pretty funny because you have Margot's like allergies is why, you know, I can't find out about my birthright box.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh oh, somebody is on a roll. Oh yeah, Margot was definitely on a rampage in this episode. Oh yeah. Finn informs them that they have a remedy. It's beets from one of the outer islands. But Tick informs Margot that the lady that rules the island can be difficult.
0: Margot, oh, well, good thing that I'm not difficult at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to be crazy.
1: Yeah. So later we see Margot and Finn discussing the beats with Lady Pike. And of course it doesn't go well as Margot mispronounces her country and the islands. And
0: where everything is. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Uh,
1: Now, of course, Tick and Finn try to convince Margo not to go to war, but she definitely wants to go blow them all up. But Josh also has a say and tries to convince her that he is the king of making people happy, which she isn't. So, right.
0: And we find out Loria had a civil war.
1: Yeah. While all this was going on.
0: And it's pretty funny because when all this is happening, she's like, I don't know how to intentionally care about other people's shit. And yeah. Josh is like, that's why you got me.
1: Yeah, that's what
0: I do best. Like, okay. And then when Josh is setting all this up,
1: it's like, okay, this seems
0: really weird because this is
1: not the Margo we know and love. Right. So we see Margo and Lady Pike dining and Margo has an earpiece that lets Josh tuck to her through it. Nice little spy gear there. Yeah. Absolutely, and Margot shows empathy, shock, shock, shock <laughs> for Lady Spike's alpacas, but has already agreed to sell her beets to the West Lorians And Margot stomps off, especially yeah. after having them oh, drink that weird alpaca chunky. milk in her tea. Why was
0: it chunky? Yeah,
1: <laughs> Don't oh. want to curdled alpaca milk. Just yeah, oh, that was gross. Yes. Now Josh tries to convince her that she can do this, but then probably says the wrong thing as he tells her she's out-Ellioted Elliot, and you see Margot's face completely change.
0: Right, and then Margot gets real,
1: real fast. Yeah. She returns to the table, slams a knife into the table to convince Lady Spike to sell the beats to her. Yeah, yeah. Well, she is. Yeah. And later on, Margot calls Josh out being really. Oh, she's being a major bitch. Vicious on him. I'm like, I
0: know you were going to try to be so- somewhat nice there, but there's no nice.
1: Right. He tells her he was just trying to be a friend and maybe a boyfriend and she's not having any of it. And he's walks away.
0: Right. And she's like, Josh, I didn't mean to. He's like, I know exactly who you are. Right. And I still am here. And I think it's to the point where she's going to break.
1: Yeah, I think like so she, too.
0: Elliot is like such a big part of her life, you know, and losing him this way. It wasn't just he died because right. he hasn't. It's this weird, he's there and you'll see him, but it's not him.
1: Right. Unless Penny 23 gets back to the apartment and they tell him that Elliot's still alive and he can get that message to Margot.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, yeah. something's going to happen.
1: Yeah, you know, she's going to break, or she's going to get the message that he's he's still inside Darth Elliot. But they're working on saving him.
0: Well, let's hope that happens
1: soon. because yeah. <laughs> Margo's well, getting close.
0: Yeah. Well, what do you guys think is going to happen, and how do you feel about this show so far, this season? How do you feel that compares to books? Have we gone past the books? Because I'm nowhere near it. I've read the first one. That's as far as I've gotten so far. Let us know at sci-fi talk. That's S-Y-F-Y talk at fangirlzone.com. Check out our fa- our Facebook page. Check out our website, www.fangirlzone.com. And it has the contact page, which is easier to find everything. So you can tweet along with us then and Facebook and YouTube and everything. Because con season is coming upon us. Yes. And we're hoping to see these people out and about this season. We'll find out. But also, while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us at. Because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. And we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirless.
1: And I'm Steve. Fine, I'll take better care of the meat suit, but you don't have to be such a baby about it.
0: And until next time.